Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Conference Championship edition of the Bacon Bets podcast. 32 teams in the NFL, four teams left chasing the Vince Lombardi trophy in this week's episode. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing I did last week. I'll give you three bets uh, for each of the two games. My best bet on a side or total, my favorite anytime touchdown score, and my favorite player prop. Uh, Obviously going to be a little bit of a quicker episode uh, than most this season because I only got two games to talk about six overall bets. Um, so really quick before I dive into it, cause I do actually have a lot to say about the two games, especially, uh, with how much, uh, on Twitter, I was, uh, defending Brock Purdy, uh, and talking about the chiefs after they won, um, this past weekend. So I will be, uh, I got a lot to say about these two games, but, uh, I do got a recap of course, this past weekend's action, uh, maybe betting three, placing three bets in every game wasn't the best strategy in the world. Uh, in terms of the sides, I went, uh, two and two for exactly zero units since one was plus 105. I think one was minus 105, uh, the two wins. So I finished two and two for exactly zero units. The prop bets absolutely killed me though. Let's just go game by game. Uh, Texans Baltimore, uh, went well, hit the under, hit Gus Edwards under 50 and a half rushing yards, uh, did not hit Zay Flowers, uh, to score a touchdown. Saturday night, I got the old reverse sweep. I uh, got some bad luck with Debo Samuel over 79 and a half rushing and receiving yards. That obviously lost when he uh, got hurt in the first half, didn't return to the game. That's just uh, the unfortunate result sometimes of when you take an over on a player prop. Sometimes the player gets hurt and they don't come back. Uh, Aaron Jones did not score a touchdown. I should have just taken Aaron Jones rushing yards because that hit. And of course, the 49ers did not cover the 10-point spread. So 0-3 in the Packers and 49ers game, uh, which kind of screwed me. Uh, Saturday afternoon uh, did not hit Tampa Bay plus 6. If they would have got that two-point conversion near the end of the game, it would have been a push. Uh, They did not. uh, So the Lions ended up winning by 6. Lost that bet. Uh, Mike Evans got a million yards. I should have just stuck with him. I big-brained it and took Chris Godwin over his receiving yards instead. And he did not hit his, his. So those two lost. I did hit... Uh, my longest odds, uh, actually, I guess Patrick Mahomes to score was longer odds, but Josh Reynolds to score at plus 340 was a nice cash. So I did come out of that game profitable despite only going one and two. Uh, and then the Chiefs game, I did hit uh, Chiefs plus two and a half. I did not hit 
Patrick Mahomes uh, to score a touchdown. And then I had my worst beat that I probably had all NFL season. James Cook over 61 and a half rushing yards, had 67 heading to the fourth quarter. And then his next four rushes were for minus three yards, minus four yards, zero yards, and one yard. So he had minus six yards in the fourth quarter to take his rushing total down from 67 to 61. Half yard below the uh, closing total and what I bet on of 61 and a half rushing yards. So uh, minus six yards in the last quarter to lose by half a yard is probably about as bad of a beat as you can get. So uh, it was a losing week. We finished overall four and eight for minus 1.73 units. Uh, not great, but to be completely honest, some bad luck. Not going to make excuses. Sometimes you have bad luck, though, when it comes to sports betting. I mean, Buccaneers don't convert the two-point conversion. That bet is a loss. Uh, Debo Samuel gets hurt in the first half. Uh, in the first half, that bet's a loss. And then James Cook uh, going minus six yards in the fourth quarter to lose by half a yard. Uh, that's some bad luck. So it is what it is. We move on to the conference championship round. I do want to show people one thing before I get into my picks because I'm the king of net yards per play. It is my favorite stat. I talk about it uh, on a weekly basis. I would say throughout the NFL season, people are sick of uh, me bringing up net yards per play. Uh, my Stack in the Box co-host today, Sterling Holmes, said he's going to get me a, a shirt that says net yards per play on it. I would enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, but I want to show people uh, where teams um, finished in net yards per play, or at least the remaining teams that are left, the four remaining teams. So this is my net yards per play spreadsheet here and this is why i cite this stat so often my friends there are four nfl teams left in the race uh for the super bowl and three of them rank inside the top four in net yards per play this uh season so 49ers came in first the ravens came third and the chiefs came fourth um so yes it is a basic stat yes there are a lot of other things that uh, you should be looking at more than net yards per play when handicapping uh teams and, and handicapping games and trying to determine where the value is at but i what i always say about net yards per play is it is a great start place to start your handicapping process because it does give you in my opinion overall view of how well a team performs because at the end of the day football is about moving the ball down the field and preventing your opponent from doing so uh, if you're if you're watching the video version of this podcast and you're looking at this chart here, and let me see if I can zoom in a little bit, uh, you will see it is the 49ers, it is the Ravens, it is the Chiefs at one three four to finish the season. Uh, and to be fair, these does the, the, uh, this does include playoff games as well. So obviously the teams still remaining have more games in terms of sample size related to the teams who didn't make the playoffs. Uh, the Detroit Lions. If you're basing it only off net yards per play, um, some bad signs here for the Lions. They are currently in 11th in net yards per play at plus 0.2. That's the same mark as the Atlanta Falcons. Last three games, if you're looking at this on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the Bacon Bets podcast. Like and, uh, like and, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, I have to scroll down for last three games to find the Lions. The Lions over their last three games, minus 0.8 in net yards per play. Uh, not good. That is 27th in the NFL over each team's last three games. Obviously, small sample size. That's got to be concerning. They're severely outplayed, and I'll get to it later when I talk about uh, the 49ers-Lions uh, game, but they were severely outplayed in terms of yards per play in both the Rams and the Buccaneers games. Uh, teams at home. See, the Lions are actually pretty solid at home. That's uh, kind of where you want to back them. And, uh, they were home during the first two playoff games, ninth in the NFL in that stat uh, amongst all teams at home. Uh, 49ers Ravens come second and third, uh, chiefs down there. 
uh, at sixth in terms of net yards play uh, per play at home. By the way, um, for people listening who aren't seeing the video version of this, if you're wondering who the number two team is, who the team is that uh, was in the top four that is not still left, it is the Dolphins. The Dolphins finished uh, are currently second in net yards per play, largely due to their performances early in the season. Uh, they kind of faltered as the season went on, but they were so dominant at the start of the year in the first half of the season. Um, especially with their schedule um, and beating up on some bad teams that net yards per play. And this is why an example of net yards per play isn't, isn't uh, the be-all, end-all, because sometimes when you have teams who really, really beat up on other teams or on other bad teams, this stat can be a little bit overinflated, and I think that was the case with the Dolphins. So top four as of right now, Niners, Dolphins, Ravens, Chiefs. Uh, away games. Now this is, uh, this is interesting. It is a 49ers first, the Chiefs second. Uh, so the Chiefs actually pretty solid in terms of a road team. Baltimore fourth, uh, and then once again we got the Lions pretty far down here. Twentieth um, in net yards per play of all teams, or sorry, eighteenth in net yards per play, minus point three when playing on the road. So if you're, I mean, if you just kind of deduct what you're looking at here, uh, Detroit is by far the worst team left left in the playoffs. They're especially bad both lately and on the road, but they're pretty good at home. And I think that's really telling for how we should be evaluating uh, this Detroit Lions team. So I did want to bring this up um, because I do talk about net yards per play a lot. Um, but I think, uh, and this kind of proves it, and last year proved the same thing. Uh, for good, there, There's a good reason why I set, cite net yards per play uh, quite often throughout the season. Uh, but with that being said, I think we can uh, kind of get on the show here. If I can just maximize myself back up. There we go. Uh, I got picks locked in. If you do follow me on Twitter slash X at EmacBets, um, probably a good idea of which side I'm betting on for both these games. Um, but it might surprise you what my prop bets are going to be. So without wasting more time, let's get into it. It is the uh, conference championship edition of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's get into it. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, let's get into it. Obviously, just the two games, so we're going to go chronological order, as we always do, starting with the AFC Championship game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. If you follow me on Twitter, slash X, um, I will never get used to calling it X. You know what side I'm going to be backing here. Uh, I was pretty vocal about it uh, on Sunday night, um, so let's not waste any time. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. I will lay the three and a half points with the Ravens. Minus three and a half. I got it at even money. I had to place these bets when I did the written version uh, of these picks uh, that's available on BetSided. You can check out. I wrote the Monday morning. Um, the line is still the same. Uh, minus three and a half. I don't think you can get plus 100 juice on it anymore, though. I think it's now uh, minus uh, 110. There are The line has actually moved to minus four at some books. I'm looking at it now. Uh, ESPN bet it's up to minus four. Points bet it's up to minus four. Uh, so if you want to back the Ravens, it's looking like it's moving the other way. Uh, so I would bet on the Ravens sooner rather than later. If you want to bet the Chiefs, uh, you might uh, be able to wait a little bit. Um, or if you have access to a book that has it up at plus four, 
uh, you're probably good to get it at plus four. Um, I don't think it's going to move any past anywhere past that. It'll probably settle at four, I would guess, based on where the line has kind of been moving. Might go back and settle at three and a half as well. Uh, but unless there's any crazy news, it's not going to move. Um, I took the Chiefs in the divisional round, um, even though people who didn't listen to this podcast and were watching me on Twitter, based on how much I was complaining about the Chiefs winning, you would have thought, and to be fair, uh, if, you know, if I was on the opposite side, I probably would have thought uh, that I was just salty because I lost my bet on the Bills. No, um, I saw that coming from a mile away, and actually, me betting on the Chiefs, it actually kind of worked out exactly how I thought, um, which almost every single Chiefs and well, every single Chiefs Bills playoff game for the past five years uh, has gone that way. Bills lose in heartbreaking fashion because Patrick Mahomes uh, is Patrick Mahomes. Now, before I get into my reason why I'm going to be laying with uh, the points with the Ravens here, let me just go on a little rant. I'm sick of the Chiefs. I'm sorry. I might just be salty. It might just be because none of my teams have won a championship in my entire life, except for the Blue Jays when I was eight months old in 1993. But I'm sick of watching the same teams win year in and year out. I hate it when that happens. When the Chiefs won their first first Super Bowl, I was pumped. I loved it. Patrick Mahomes, young, great quarterback. Uh, it, It was great. It was a fun story. Now I'm sick of it. I don't want to see them in the AFC Championship for the sixth straight year. I don't want to see them in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in the past six years. I'm sick of them. If a team wins two championships, and I'll give them two, you win the first one, it's fun. You win the second one, it's like, okay, this team is really good. They should be, like, banned from playing in the championship game for the next, like, five years. Let someone else win. As a a fan of teams who have never won in my entire life, except for the Blue Jays when I was eight months old, It kills me to see teams like the Bills lose to the Chiefs again and again and again. I don't know how Patrick Mahomes can keep getting away with it. You know how the Bills missed that kick? That kick gets missed by if the Bills are kicking it, if the Browns are kicking it, if the Vikings are kicking it. Usually if the Lions would be making that kick, they'd miss it. The Falcons would miss that kick. If the roles were reversed, that kick by the Chiefs would go right down the middle. The Chiefs get every single break you could possibly imagine. Don't come at me saying that Mikko Hardman fumbled out of the end zone. I don't that that fact doesn't line up with my narrative. So I'm gonna pretend that didn't happen, or I'm gonna say it was a good play by the Bills. I'm sick of the Chiefs. I'm sick of Patrick Mahomes. I'm sick of seeing them winning. Am I a salty baby because of that? Yes, but that's that's the way it is. So even when I bet on the Chiefs. I'll be cheering against them. I hate them more and more every single week. And if they win this weekend, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. Let someone else win. I will bet on the Ravens, though. And I have good reason to. As I always say, my friends, styles make fights. And I think the Baltimore Ravens are the stylistic nightmare for the Kansas City Chiefs. What do the Chiefs do poorly defensively? Stop the run. The Bills ran the ball all over them, at least in the first half last week. Um, The Chiefs ranked 25th in the NFL in opponent yards per carry. Um, They're 28th in opponent EPA per rush and 15th in opponent rush success rate. Who Who runs the ball more often than anyone else in the NFL? The Baltimore Ravens. They also are in top three in most offensive rush statistics too. So they run the ball better than anyone else and they, or they run the ball more than anyone else and they run the ball better than basically every single other team outside of maybe one or two teams you can make an argument for. And then how do you shut down the Chiefs offense? You got to shut down Patrick Mahomes. How do you do that? With a great secondary. Who is the best secondary in the NFL? 
in my opinion, the Baltimore Ravens. First in the NFL on opponent yards per pass attempt. Top three in opponent uh, pass uh, dropback EPA and opponent dropback success rate. I believe top three in both. One of them, I think they're top three. The other maybe top five. I think the only other argument you could make would be the Browns. And the Browns at home had a legendary secondary on the road. They were bad. So in terms of the most consistent secondary in the NFL week in and week out, no matter where they're playing, it's the Baltimore Ravens. So you stop the passing attack of the Chiefs defensively, and then offensively you can run the ball down their throat, and you should have a success doing it. This seems like a stylistic nightmare to me for the Ravens. Now, there are people who are going to who are betting on the Chiefs, and I saw it all over Twitter, because it's Patrick Mahomes. You're going to give Patrick Mahomes three and a half points? How could you bet against Patrick Mahomes? He's getting three and a half points. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't care. I'm doing it. I'm laying the points. I don't care. I'm not afraid of him. I'm not afraid of you, Patrick Mahomes. I'm sick of you. Let someone else win. Mainly let me win my bet, please. That would be nice. I'm not afraid of Patrick Mahomes. I don't care that he's 9-1-1 against the spread as an underdog in his career. I don't care. I don't care. Styles make fights, and I think the Ravens have a huge stylistic advantage in this matchup. Also, another weakness of the Chiefs' offense is their red zone offense. 19th in the NFL in red zone offense in terms of uh, touchdown scoring percentage. Ravens second in the NFL in red zone defense. Teams score touchdown only 40.82% of red zone trips against them. That could be the difference maker. All season long, we have said the Ravens and the 49ers are the, basically all season long, since about the halfway point, we have all said the Ravens and the 49ers are the two best teams in the NFL. I think that is true. And I, and I, I don't think most seasons, I don't think that's the case. Even if there's a one season, even if you say, yeah, they're probably the best team in the AFC, you can still be like, oh yeah, but you know, a couple of these other teams could beat them. I think the 49ers and the Ravens are a step above everyone else. And it's not even close. The only thing that think makes me think the chiefs have any chance in this game is Patrick Mahomes voodoo. I don't know what deal deal he made with the devil. It was the same deal Tom Brady made with the devil where every single playoff game, when he needs something to go, either go right or go wrong, it happens. Tom Brady did it. That's why he hated the Patriots for 20 years. And now that has passed on to Patrick Mahomes. So whatever deal with the devil Tom Brady made, he handed it off to Patrick Mahomes when he retired. That's the only thing that makes me nervous about the Chiefs. But I don't care. I'm not scared. I'm nervous. I'm not scared. I'll lay the points of the Ravens. I wouldn't be shocked if they blow the Chiefs out. I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens win by double digits. I'm just saying. Wouldn't be shocked. And how many people are saying that? Nobody, but I am. Ravens minus three and a half even money. Player prop for the game. I'm so not scared of Patrick Mahomes. You want to know what my favorite player prop for the game is? Patrick Mahomes under 243 and a half passing yards. And I made this too long for the graphic to fit on the screen. Can I get rid of... That works. That's close enough. Mahomes under 243 and a half. I'll fade Mahomes. I'll fade Mahomes in his face. 
Ravens already said earlier allowing the fewest yards per pass attempt this season 5.2 yards per pass attempt overall they're giving up 191 passing yards per game that is the fifth fewest in the NFL so the team who did they have the high was it them or the 49ers with the highest the highest scoring margin in the NFL the Baltimore Ravens plus 12.6 still with other teams in garbage time trying to throw the ball all over the field against them because they're down 15 points with eight minutes left, still allowed an average of only 191 passing yards per game. Mahomes is averaging the fewest passing yards per game of his career, is averaging only 261.4 passing yards per game. That's only about seven, 18 yards higher than his set total for this game, and now he has to play the best secondary in the NFL. I don't believe it. And to be fair... This is not even, I'm not necessarily putting this on Mahomes. When they lose, it's not going to be Mahomes' fault. When he goes under this passing yards total, it's not going to be necessarily his fault. He has a terrible receiving core. I think we can all admit that. You can get away with having a bad receiving core when you play bad secondaries or injured secondaries like the Bills or secondaries like the Dolphins where you have one good corner. You can't get away with having bad receivers against a secondary like the Ravens. I think during the game, people are going to be reminded of how bad the receivers Patrick Mahomes has. We're not going to blame this on Mahomes. We're going to blame it on his receivers. That's my prediction. Mahomes under 243.5 passing yards. My favorite touchdown score, though, is a Chief. Um, I'm surprised we were able to get this long at odds. I got this at FanDuel. I will take Pacheco to score a touchdown because if the Chiefs are smart, and I think Andy Reid is kind of smart, just like the way to attack the Chiefs' defense is by running the football, the way to attack the Ravens' defense is by running the football as well. Now, they are better at stopping the run than the Chiefs, but actually not by as much as you'd think. 23rd in opponent yards per rush attempt. I don't have EPA and success rate in front of me. Let me see if I can bring it up really quick, and I'll filibuster till then. But I'm going to guess their average to below average in opponent EPA per rush and opponent success rate per rush. And if I can prove that, Ravens, 16th in opponent rush EPA, 22nd, so I nailed it. Average to below average in the advanced metrics in terms of run defense, below average in terms of opponent yards per carry. So yeah, if you want to attack the Chiefs or the Ravens defense, you should run the football. And Isaiah Pacheco, I don't know when he started running like this, but he, now when he runs, he like stomps the ground and like flares out his elbows. It, it's weird. I don't know why he's doing it, but it's kind of intimidating to be honest. Uh, so I think the Chiefs would be smart to run the football early and often with him and you can get him at FanDuel to score a touchdown at plus 145. So that is the way I'm going to bet Isaiah Pacheco. Um, okay, moving on to the NFC Championship game. So I think that's all I have for that. Ravens minus 3.5 plus 100 versus the Chiefs. Mahomes under 243.5 passing yards. Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 49ers in alliance uh the nfc championship game i alluded to it already um but i'm sticking with my belief um that the 49ers and the ravens are by far the two best teams in the nfl uh and i will lay the points with the 49ers so call me ian mcsquare square i will take that but the square bet might be the right bet i'll lay uh, so i got 49ers minus six and a half this is kind of alternated between six and a half and seven all week. I jumped on it when it got down to six and a half at minus 115. I'm looking at the odds board now to see if there are still any six and a halves. Um, if you're in Canada, there are certainly some six and a halves. There are six and a half at Pro Line. Shout out Pro Line. Six and a half at 888 Sport. Don't know where that's located. Bet 99 is definitely Canadian. That's six and a half. If you're American and looking for a regulated book, listen, I still like minus seven. I don't love minus seven and a half. It's minus seven and a half. By the time you're listening to this, then I would prefer the under. Uh, But I still like, I I would still take minus seven. Um, And there's minus sevens everywhere for states and the regulated books. Minus seven with good juice too. Minus seven, minus 105 at Caesars. Uh, minus seven, minus one hundred three at Bet Rivers. No plus money, but yeah, you can get some minus one hundred fives uh, in regulated books in the states. Um, and I do want to be on. So I got a minus six and a half, minus one fifteen. I do want to be on record for Lions fans, and I know there are Lions fans who listen to this and who message me and tweet at me. I am cheering for you, and you should be happy that I'm actually betting against your team. Uh, I'm giving you the old reverse jinx. Just look at it that way. I hope the Lions win the Super Bowl. If I were to take my bets out of it, my head out of it, and just pure heart, 
I want Detroit to see. I want to see them win a Super Bowl. I think that'd be amazing. I Dan Dan imagine Dan Campbell crying as he lifts the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Who who wouldn't love to see that? But I can't bet on who I want to win. I have to bet on who I think is going to win and who I think is going to cover the spread. And toss in the fact with net yards per play that I brought it up earlier, where the Lions are by far the worst of the four teams left. Toss in the fact they were bad on the road all season. Um, I think the record wasn't bad. I think the record might have been 6-3 and three on the road. Um, but their net yards per play dropped uh, from plus .6 at home down to minus .3 on the road. Not good. The defense allowed the Rams to gain 7.7 yards per play against them in the wildcard round. They allowed the Buccaneers to get 6.8 yards per play against them in the divisional round. You can't let that happen against the 49ers. Now, the f- people are going to bet on the Lions because the 49ers did not play well against the Packers. Um, and that's fine. Um, but I think we need to not have a short-term memory. Remember how bad the 49ers beat up most of their opponents. Second in the NFL behind only the Ravens and average scoring margin. The average game for the 49ers this year was a 10-point victory in their favor. Fact. Their average scoring margin was... Plus 10.9. Almost basically 11 points in favor of them was, was the average final score in a 49ers game this season. Their offense ranks first in everything. Baltimore Ravens are certainly more well-rounded. If we're talking about what, if we're having a conversation what team is the best team in the NFL this season, the Ravens are more well-rounded. The 49ers, no question, have the best offense. First in yards per play, first in EPA, first in success rate, first in just about everything. 49ers have the best offense in the NFL, despite not having a good game against the Packers. I'm not going to let that influence me. I think maybe that was a result um, of them resting their starters. I mean, for two straight weeks, uh, a little bit of rust. I mean, we saw a little bit of rust from the Ravens in the first half offensively against the uh, Texans as well. Now they turned it on in the second half. The 49ers didn't really turn it on until the final drive. But I think there is such thing as almost too much rest, which I think the 49ers were a bit of a victim of. I think they're going to come out swinging. They're at home against a Lions team that is bad on the road. Uh, a Lions team whose secondary is terrible. 30th in the NFL in opponent yards per pass attempt. 28th in, in, about, in both e, opponent EPA per drop back and opponent drop back success rate. Not good. Some would say terrible. So I will take the 49ers in this spot. I'll, I'll, I'll lay the points at the 49ers. Ch- uh, Lions fans, please don't get mad at me. Like I said, just look at it like I'm giving you the old reverse jinx. Just look at it that way. My prop bet for this game. This is where my next rant's going to come in. And I already ranted about this on by making a video on, on Saturday night. So I'm not going to do too passionate of a rant here. But Brock Purdy over 272 and a half passing yards. Minus 114. I'm just typing it in my graphic here. Over 272 passing yards. Oh, i got to get rid of the other one. I don't know. Listen, I love sports. I love watching sports. I love talking about sports. This is why I am in this business. This is why I do a podcast. Um, I love it. I love debating about sports. I get joy out of it. But when... People come at me with opinions that literally make no sense and they, and they talk about them like they're a fact 
I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And that's what I experienced on Saturday night. The Brock Purdy narrative has gotten out of control. Now, I personally think, based on me watching Brock Purdy, based on the metrics, based on talking to former professional quarterbacks who played in the NFL for a long time, a.k.a. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had nothing but amazing things to say about him, listening to guys like Richard Sherman, who has nothing but amazing things to say about Brock Purdy. That's where my opinion about Brock Purdy is, and I land on the fact he's a great quarterback. That's my opinion. He's not elite. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but I think he's better than good. I think he's great. Now, if you have the opinion that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, not great, but good, that is an opinion that I can at least entertain. Now, I will debate you, and I will present you my argument, and I'll listen to your argument. We can have a fun little back and forth, and that's fine. You can have the opinion that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. Don't agree with it. You can have it. I can see where you land on that. You can point to his offensive weapons. You can point to the offensive system that he plays in under Kyle Shanahan. Um, you can point to all those things. And while I don't agree and I would argue against you, I can see where you get to that point. What you can't say to me is that Brock Purdy sucks and he's a terrible quarterback. What are we doing here, folks? And if you don't believe me, if, if, if you're a rational football fan who has eyes and who thinks one plus one equals two, you're probably listening to this and you're like, Ian, there's nobody out there who actually thinks Brock Purdy stinks. If you think that, I challenge you to go to my Twitter, at Macbeths, and look at my tweet I sent out on Saturday night. And I said... This is my tweet. Brock Purdy was an MVP level player all season. He was. He was the betting favorite to win MVP until he played the Ravens. He's having one below average performance. Once again, not a terrible performance. Not good. Not not a terrible performance, though. One below average performance. Now everyone's throwing out the I told you so's. What are we doing here? Click on that tweet and go read the replies. I'll just... The first one that just came up. Quote, at jrotnmint27. He's terrible, bro. McCaffrey, the only reason they win this game, the Green Bay kicker, or and Green Bay kicker. Quote, he's terrible, bro. Brock Purdy, terrible. Dale said they need to take him out or they will lose. Well, they didn't take him out and he led a game-winning drive. Baltimore Ravens, Stan, said you lost me an MVP-level player. He never deserved to be up there with those weapons. Brett Hoffman, at Brett Hoffman Jr., said, Brock blows, dude. A.J. Tanner, he's terrible, dude. I like this guy. Brock Purdy would be unanimously elite if he was drafted in the first round. Well, I don't know about elite, but that is what it comes down to. People just can't believe that the guy who, picked, who was picked last in the draft could be good. These are the people who I was arguing with on Saturday night. It doesn't make any sense to me. This is a guy who's in his second year. He's young. He's going to have the occasional bad games. And he had some bad games. Game against the Ravens wasn't good, although the, a lot of those interceptions he threw were actually like tip balls and kind of unlucky. But still, not a good game. Didn't have a good game against the Packers, to be fair, until the game-winning drive. 
But you can't tell me that the guy who leads the NFL in every single passing metric you want to look at, and it doesn't matter which one, you look at quarterback rating, you look at QBR, you look at uh, adjusted EPA, you look at completion percentage over accept, or, or overexpected. You even, some people made the claim that he's a check down thrower, which he's not. He led the NFL in both air yards per attempt and air yards per completion. He's not second, third, top five, top 10 in these stats. Every single one of these stats, he's first. First, 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 first. Now, People would then come at me and say, Stat, there's more to football than just stats. You're just turning the game of football into a spreadsheet. And I would come back and say to that, no, I'm not. Because if I was, then I'd say he's the best quarterback in the NFL. That's not what I'm doing. I do think the system that he plays in helps him out. I do think the offensive weapons he has around him, including Christian McCaffrey, helps him out. I'm not saying he's an, I'm not even saying he's an elite quarterback. But he's great. He has to be. If a terrible quarterback could lead the NFL in every single passing metric you can find, every single one, then the quarterback position is meaningless. Then why doesn't every team sign some bum off the street for a million dollars a year and then spend all their money on other offensive weapons and, and an offensive coordinator. If the only thing that matters is a running back, a good receiver, and a good tight end, and then a good play caller, perfect. You just figured out the NFL. Teams can save a lot of money on these big contracts they're giving quarterbacks if that's the case. Some people were saying Sam Darnold is better. Put Sam Darnold in. What are you guys talking about? This guy failed at the Jets. He failed at the Panthers. Now, in this system and in this and, and, and with the weapons that the 49ers have, would he probably do better in this system than he did with the Jets and the Panthers? Yeah, sure. But he, if Sam Darnold played this full season, he would not be first in the NFL in every single passing metric. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I talk to these people. I feel... You know... Brock Purdy deniers are on the same level as flat earthers. Because no matter what you show them, the only thing they believe is their opinion that they made up out of thin air. You can show them every metric. You can show them every number. You can show them film from some of the throws that he's made this year. You could, you could get experts in the field. And I consider experts being past quarterbacks like Ryan Fitzpatrick talk about how good of a quarterback he is. It doesn't matter. We're all idiots. And only at user three, five fuck face on Twitter is the only guy who can see that Brock Brady is clearly a terrible quarterback. He's a bum. He's a bum. Take him out of the game. He's a bum. I don't care that he leads the NFL in yards per pass attempt. I don't care that he leads the NFL in EPA per play. I don't care that he led the NFL in QBR and quarterback rating. Meaningless. One plus one actually doesn't equal two. The sky actually is not blue. And I don't care what you say. You're an idiot. That's what these people say. Same thing as like flat earthers. That picture's not real. Everyone's lying. Scientists are lying. They're all in on it. Oh, that test you do where you shoot a laser and you can prove that it like it doesn't actually hit exactly straight if you like go down like 200 meters. 
There's that show of flat earthers trying to prove that the earth is flat and every test they do proves that it's not. And they're still like, that. Ah, don't believe it. Something was wrong. That's Brock Purdy deniers. If he was a first round draft pick, even if he was a second round draft pick, these people would be saying he's great. But because he's Mr. Irrelevant, it's impossible. Because he didn't have a great career at Iowa State, it's impossible that he's a good quarterback. He stinks. I'll take over 272 and a half passing yards for Brock Purdy. I will put my money where my mouth is. The Lions secondary is terrible. I believe both quarterbacks have played against the Lions in the playoffs have surpassed 300 passing yards, I believe. I know uh, Matt Stafford definitely did. Um, I'm going to assume Baker Mayfield did. Uh, 349. Smoked it. Uh, and Matt Stafford threw for... 367 smoked it not even close now my only concern with this bet um number one brock Purdy gets hurt in another nfc championship game which would suck um and number two that they get up by so many points that they just run the ball and maybe even bench him by the fourth quarter if he plays all four quarters and if it's a, even a somewhat close game he soars past this by a million yards how about that how about that my touchdown score in this game is george kittle Plus 115, I looked at Ayuk, but every single person and their grandmother, literally, like people are probably texting their grandmothers to bet Brandon Ayuk anytime, or uh, uh, prop bets, anytime touchdown score, over passing yards. All of it has now been overinflated. So instead, I'll go with George Kittle. Anytime touchdown, George Kittle. Um, pick anyone uh, on the 49ers to score a touchdown, they all might score one. I'll go George Kittle just because he has better value than Ayuk. Not going to bet on Debo. I don't even think he has props posted because they don't know if he's going to play. Uh, not going to bet on McCaffrey. I, I don't want to. It's probably what, like minus 200. Don't want to do that. Uh, so I'll take Kittle plus 115 to score a touchdown. There you go. Those are my picks for championship weekend. This episode ended up being almost as long as my normal episodes because I had two long rants I had to go on. Necessary. Long, whiny, but necessary. I think we will see a 49ers-Ravens Super Bowl. People will now will then say that it's rigged because the Super Bowl logo has the same colors as those two, te two teams, completely dismissing the fact that 49ers and the Ravens were by far the two best teams in the NFL this season. I... It, I would love to see the Lions get in. Ravens against Lions would be fun. Uh, if the Chiefs get in, I'll no, I'll be the saltiest person on the internet. I'll be so upset if the Chiefs get in. Anyone but the Chiefs. Ravens, 49ers, Ravens, Lions, I'm fine. Just get just get the Chiefs out of here. Also, I have a ton of futures on the Ravens, so that that would sting even more. Um, now I could have hedged by betting on the Chiefs as an underdog this weekend, but what I do, I put even more money on the Ravens to win this weekend, like a Momo. But I placed, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I, I've gone through my futures tickets on my apps and I, I don't know, I don't think I did it on purpose, but I bet on the Ravens three different times. I don't think I remember that I bet on them in the past every time that I did it. I was like, oh, I should bet on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Um... So I have three Ravens Super Bowl bets, all at different odds. Uh, the first one I bet 
um, was to be fair, not a big one. I'll be honest about it. I think it was a it was a twenty dollar free bet on DraftKings. Um, I bet on them at twenty two to one uh, on October 9th. So not a huge bet. It's twenty bucks. It was a bonus bet. I just tossed it on a team that I kind of like. This is October 9th, so what week four? Twenty two to one. I bet on them again October twenty second. At uh, I put a half a unit on them at. Uh, 18 to 1, October 22nd. And what sport? Those are both on DraftKings. And I bet on them a third time. Uh, I think it's a FanDuel. Yeah, FanDuel. I bet another half unit on them. Um, October 24th. At 12 to 1. Why didn't I just bet it again at DraftKings? The odds must have completely shifted. October 22nd to October 24th. Was that right before a game and then right after a game? No. It's the middle of the week. Well, that was stupid of me. Why do they bet them 18 to 1 on DraftKings at, on October 22nd? And then, which was a Tuesday or, oh no, that was a Sunday. Oh, so it was, it was, so it would have been, yeah, it was the morning before they played. And then I bet them again at 12 to 1 the week after. What? I mean, this really doesn't matter. But now I'm curious who they beat because their odds went from 18 to 1 to 12 to 1. October 22nd. Was that when they beat up on the Lions? Which might be a Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, it was. Huh. Which we might see again. Uh, so I bet on them in the morning before they played the Lions. They beat up on the Lions, beat them 38 to 6. And then I bet on them again. The week after. So I have a, what was it, 20 or 22 to 1, a $20 free bet, not much, but then half a unit on them at 18 to 1, half a unit on them at 12 to 1. So I am a Ravens fan the rest of the way. Um, if it's a Ravens and the Lions in the Super Bowl, I'm ecstatic because then either I'll win a lot of money or I'll be happy for Lions fans. So that's what I'm rooting for. How about that, Lions fans? I'm rooting for you to get to the Super Bowl. If my 49ers bet can't win in terms of this game, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the Lions advance. It'd be a nightmare if the 49ers one but didn't cover that would suck all right this has been the conference championship episode of the bacon best podcast as you can probably tell uh we're in the final not even the final stretch there we have three nfl games left and i'm losing my mind this is what the nfl season does to me this is what betting on every single nfl game does to you this is what recording multiple podcasts and going on multiple radio shows every week does to you talking so much football for four months you'll lose your mind by the end of it the Super Bowl will happen. I take three days off after the Super Bowl. And then I'll be back. So I still got two weeks to go. Uh, next week, I think what my plan is going to do is... Uh, what my plan is to do is I will record one podcast next week, which will be a quick one. I'll just give my general thoughts and probably my best bet for the Super Bowl that week. And then the week of the Super Bowl, I'll uh, release a, a, a podcast that'll be a prop bet extravaganza. Um, as always, I place an absurd amount of Super Bowl prop bets, both normal prop bets for the game, and I go to offshore books and I do exotic props like halftime show and Gatorade color, all those fun things. So next week will be probably a pretty short podcast, depending on how many rants I need to go on just about the Super Bowl matchup and my best bet for the Super Bowl. And then the week of the Super Bowl, will be an episode with uh, a ton of prop bets. So look forward to that. Rate and review the podcast. Subscribe to the Bacon Bets podcast on YouTube. Like this video. Leave a comment. All that good stuff. Thank you all so much for watching. Gamble or bless.
Good luck this weekend, both to your bets and your teams. Unless you're a Chiefs fan, I hope you lose, and I hope you never win a Super Bowl ever again. How about that? How about that? Gambler, bless. Goodbye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.